Tonight, we are joined by one of the galaxy's most renowned instructors of ancient weapons from a hokey religion. But first, the Coruscant Port Authority has broken up an illegal smuggling ring of counterfeit kyber crystals. Representatives of the Jedi Order are reported to have said that the synthetic crystals had them seeing... Red. These stories, and the Rancor Racing Report, at 11. Welcome, Galactic Citizens, to another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. I am a not-so-smart individual staring directly into the emitter of a lightsaber, Ian. Joining me this week, as always, is an ancient droid with ancient knowledge, John. And for the, fir- <laughs> for the first time ever joining us, we have a Master Swordsman, Steve of San Diego Sabres. Welcome, Steve, to Hoth Topics. Great to have you. Awkward silence, and hello there. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You got the awkward silence down. Good, it's a professional. Right on cue. It, it is. Right. It's Not a thing. scripted you at all. You really got to perfect that over yeah, time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, glad to have you on, Steve. We Happy uh, to be here. John and I Thank you guys. have been interested in sort of the saber combat, real world kind of uh, guilds Arena, as it were. Yeah, Ooh. as it were. The arena for, for quite some time, and... We were very lucky to find out that the San Diego Sabres were very close by to us and have been privileged to participate in the last couple. I'm glad you guys have shown up. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> Come back. Not been scared off. It's fantastic. <laughs> Indoctrinated other people. Yeah, in fact, we, we brought somebody else last uh, last Wednesday. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Friend of show Tim. Ah, hello, friend yes. of show Tim. Welcome. Tim, Tim was uh, joined us for that uh, particular excursion, and it looks like we're going to drag him back uh, next okay. week as well. So. It's it's addictive that way. It is. <laughs> yes. It really is. So I thought today, not the way opioids are, but you know, you know, close. Yeah, yeah almost very similar. Almost, almost yeah. as fun as with, opioids. With, you... <laughs> without the, I was going to say without the health risks, but you know, laser swords, whatever. Yeah, I could tell you that I feel as though I'm getting healthier each time I uh, I participate, and I know this because it's hard to get out of bed the next morning. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good sign. I can't feel my legs, mm. and mm. that's that's a good thing. Uh, yes, or so I'm told. Question by mark? health es- health experts. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Our so. plan is working brilliantly. Then I see. <laughs> but it, it's it's it really has been a fun time. So I thought we'd good. go over today, kind of. What San Diego Sabres is, how you guys started, kind of your personal experience with ah. Star Wars, and, and just have a have a good old good old fashioned uh, conversation here. Wait, a conversation? Yeah, it's Gross. weird. Oh, good lord! It's almost like we're on radio or something. Ooh, you ew, know? gross! On the talk box? Uh, swap yes, box? the swap box. I mean, I thought this was ham radio, but you know, yeah. regular radio is fine too. We're, we're going out to truckers all over the next, uh, you know, dude, CB six radio. square six I, square miles. I remember when CB radio was big. <laughs> yeah okay but star wars uh yeah. space wizards and laser swords absolutely we like that so why don't you tell me a little bit about what your personal experience with star wars is and what brought you to come up with san diego sabers like what was your love of star wars before the club so i'm old enough to remember a time before star wars the dark times <laughs> the dark times yes. that doesn't make sense uh, no. I, I know, just, just, it's like, what did we do before the internet? Yeah, we don't talk about that. It, just don't worry about that. There was that. a time it, before the internet? It, there was technically thousands of years, but we didn't, it's, did it's not important. How did people get their podcasts? They, there was this thing called the Pony Express. Ooh, yeah, there were ponies. Um, so I've always been in Star Wars. I, since, uh, since I first saw it when it was in theaters, I've been Star Wars guy, right? 
and kind of at you know I'm old enough that it ebbed and flowed as Star Wars ebbed and flowed and other sci-fi ebbed and flowed so you know uh, first Star Wars New Hope then Empire then Jedi then it was the dark ages mm. when there was nothing it was done and then there were books that I didn't read for many years later <laughs> uh, and so you know because yeah, okay books whatever and then the Phantom Menace came out and that's a whole another episode in and of itself which I was there for for the opening of yeah you were showing us some pictures of that 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 was pretty cool it might have been a video or two but yes that was uh, an exciting exciting time and then I started reading some of the EU books back in the days and we went through the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones <laughs> um, Hayden Christensen acting George directing and then Revenge of the Sith and oh and now it's done again right right oh okay well we're well done and then Disney bought them in 2000 hey oh and now we're doing new movies so it's you know Star Wars has had this big ebb and flow over time where it's like movies movies oh and now nothing for a while oh wait we're all done oh wait hold on there's something here. so I've always been there with Star Wars so when The Force Awakens came out the concept of combat grade lightsabers was really taking hold and I went hello there <laughs> I, I see what you have there and I would like to purchase one of those and they said well yes Mr. Kirk that would be That'd be fine. We'll be happy to ship that to you. And I received such an instrument. I went, oh, I must learn to wield this properly. Right. Hmm. You don't want to cut off your hands. No. It's dangerous weapon, right? No, don't do that. Like, you know. Um, <laughs> that's unfortunate. That was a bad Saturday. But so I was, I was, I was kind of stalking. I could say surfing around. I was stalking the forums, Alter Sabers, where I bought my first saber. I was like, oh, is there anybody in the Southern California, San Diego area doing actual lightsaber combat? And I started talking to this guy named Robert, who's one of the co-hosts of our podcast and co-founders of the group. And hey, you're in San Diego. Oh, I'm in San Diego. You're in San Diego too. Yeah, me too. Hey, guys, how you doing? And we're like, hey, we should see if there's anybody in San Diego doing this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Long story. There's not. There was like, oh, well, there's a group that used to do it, but they're not around there anymore. Oh, and there was this other group. Oh, wait, they're not around anymore. Oh, but there's <laughs> this group that kind of looks like it but they're doing lightsabers with yoga in the park. Okay, that's not what we're looking for. Um, so I guess we're going to have to do this ourselves. So at the end of 2015, was it, when Force Awakens came out, there was a group out of Montreal that did this big multi-city lightsaber battle thing. And San Diego, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Montreal, and I think there's a couple other cities they... They stage these big, quote-unquote, lightsaber battles. And by lightsaber battles, I mean a bunch of people in the park going whack, 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 whack with each other. And they had the one here in San Diego down at Seaport Village. I think I remember the seeing some of the the, the post photos mm. of this. I think there were about 3,000 people showed up. That's pretty impressive. It was. It was fantastic. It was lightly raining that day, <laughs> evening. It was fantastic. But at that event... Robert met up with this guy named Harley who said and got in this discussion about, yeah, we want to do this thing. And Harley goes, I know a guy. And we were introduced to Eric, who is a bona fide qualified battle master in terms of Star Wars lore, who has been doing lightsaber combat since actually 2003. Ooh. Yeah, quite a while. And we all got together about a week later over Boba Tea, as one does. And we said, hey, here's this thing we all want to do. And Eric would love to teach it, and we'd love to organize it, and I do things, and Robert does that. And I said, okay. And we came up with a mission statement that said, fantastic. And about a week, week and a half later, we had our first meetup. We had nine people showed up. 
and it's just been downhill. I mean, uphill since then. <laughs> yes, that's really cool. And and you know, it's very it's very telling hmm. that you say you know, your first meetup had nine people. Hmm. And when John and I went to the meeting that we we hmm. came to the first one. After we got in touch with you guys and mm -hmm. said, hey, you know, we have a thing. You guys have a thing. We'd like to come and observe and, and, and check this out. Right. And there were, what, at least 20 people there the first night? It's usually 20 yeah, or definitely. 30 people on any given yeah. night. Yep. Just the camaraderie and the mm. the presence that everybody had there. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it didn't feel like – it very it very much felt like you have a, a great established club and group of people. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't have that – sort of barrier to entry that I think that a lot of other mm. clubs had. Like we were able to walk in mm -hmm. and just talk with everybody and have a conversation and observe. And the atmosphere was really open and welcoming, I think, to, to new players, to new, not players, new, new <laughs> combatants, new, new people who are interested. Yes. I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should scare us off more often. I, now look I, I where know, we I'm are. So sorry, we, we need more Sith to work on this. Um, no, that's that's been our philosophy all along. Is we want to be opening, we want to be accessible to people. So it's it's not a club that's a click going. Oh, who are you? You're new. Oh, you just stay over there on the side. No, we we commonly go out and it's not that we necessarily actively recruit, but we like going to community events. We go to Maker's Fair, we go to Comic-Con, we go to things where we go, hey, here's what we're doing. Hey, by all means, come check us out, see if this is what you want to do. Now, to be fair, we realize it's not necessarily for everyone. Mm -hmm. This is real full contact lightsaber combat. Like this is not stage choreography. This is not, oh, I'm just going to lightly tap you and, and dance away. This is we what we've developed into a full martial art so this is like going to learn karate and and if you want to go learn karate and go oh but i don't want to get hit it's probably not for you right right so this this is this is a full thing that we're doing so we commonly invite people out we, we you know we have extra gear we always have extra stuff and we're like come try it come check it out see if you like it and if you like it then we've got different types of lightsabers. See what you like. Go figure out what you want to buy. Here's a minimum set of safety gear where we do kind of like the whole safety thing for obvious reasons. <laughs> right. But without going overboard at the same time. You know, you can go you can go and spend five, six hundred dollars on safety gear if you want. What we do try and do is go, look, we're obviously conscious of the fact that we've got people of all ages and all economic brackets here. So if you want to go spend 500 bucks, here's what we recommend. If you've got 100 bucks, here's what we recommend. Here's a minimum just to keep you safe to come play. And we again, we've always got extra gear. So yeah, as we've learned, yeah, mm -hmm. the, John and I have been to three practices now mm -hmm. and participated mm -hmm. in two. Soon to be four. Soon to be See, four, as, I mean, of, as seven. of later tonight. Like later tonight, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, John, what was your kind of experience? I know we both went at the same time. What was your experience coming into that first that that first observation that we had of the San Diego Sabres group? Uh, the lightsaber I got, I built, I got it at a WonderCon with my cousin, and he did wanted to do like a long, short sort of saber, like a Kimbo sort of thing. Interesting. And then I built a pike. I figured pikes are kind of cool. I didn't ever really have an intention to fight with it. First night we showed up, we have Steve here standing there with his pike, which is <laughs> almost the same model as mine, just in powder-coated black. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I guess there's a place for my dumb weapon. <laughs> Though We have a place for everyone. We, it's fine. 
welcome. Our, our initial trainings is I have to take off the pike extension. So now I have this 14 inch long hilt with a 15, 14 inch blade. And it's <laughs> really, really awkward to, to, yeah. to wield. Like you said, it was very open, very, very mm-hmm. friendly. There are at least five people there who talked to me about video games and airsoft and other Star Wars things that we talked for like an hour and a half on our first night. And I have no idea what their names are. <laughs> they, just, they just came into the conversation and just I'm carried sure on. One, it was I'm sure great. one of them was Doug. Tall, skinny guy. Probably. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought that that was, I thought that was really cool. It's, I'm, hmm. I'm not a very social person, but being able to go somewhere where I just, it just immediately felt welcome. was hmm. really cool. Hmm. And then immediately having people in the park, like, I can't wait to beat you with my lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> but like in the, in the friendliest, not like in right. a bullying way, but like, I'm so excited to have a new opponent sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're terrifying me. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the people about Smash Brothers again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was, I think it was on Wednesday mm. when we were leaving, someone pointed me out and was just like, I haven't fought you yet. This is like my third. <laughs> I don't even have my, my safety equipment yet. And right. she's like, nah, whatever. <laughs> Next come, time. Come fight me. We're going <laughs> to fight. I'm like, yeah. Look, if you're looking for a, a lightly animated, you know, practice dummy, then you got it. So <laughs> but even even that has value to the people who've been fighting for two or three years mm-hmm. because there there's a there's a lot you get out of fighting somebody else. On one hand, maybe you can teach them something, but what can you learn from them? Right? So we do a lot certainly we do a lot of fighting within our school and everybody gets to fight each other and, and it's a lot of fun. But we also make sure that we encourage people, go fight other students of other schools. Other schools train differently and in slightly different styles. So go, you can always learn from somebody else, no matter what their skill level is. And that's that's another thing, too, that, that I think is really brilliant about how you guys have set up your structure, is mm-hmm. that you could have any sort of background from from nothing to coming in from a different martial art to coming in with completely different combat style and you you still have that feeling of everybody is on the same page even though people might have different skill levels Mm -hmm. nobody feels lesser you know Mm. yes you you always feel like if if my combat skill isn't what i want it to be this is the place where i can come and learn and train and everybody Mm. is very open about that absolutely as opposed to in in other sort of you know i have some martial arts experience i know Mm -hmm. john you you do as well and there there's sometimes groups of that have that feeling of i worked to get to where i am Mm. and i am above you because of that Mm. Where where I don't get that feeling at the saber practices, I get the feeling that we're all just we're all just friends mm-hmm. hanging out and participating in this thing that we all have an interest in, and everybody wants to help everybody else rise up. Everybody wants to help improve their skill and the other person's skill, no matter where you come in on that tree. Yes, and that that's. That's my response. Yes. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's. that's all. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really important thing too, mm-hmm. which which I you know I I congratulate you guys on Thank you. that particular. It, it's a very conscious thing that we've done in that we we also work with a number of other schools around the country. To right. be honest, and we share philosophies and training videos and approaches and and concepts and whatnot, and we all kind of have this common thing of. It's not about the hierarchy. We, we've said this thing on some past episodes of our podcast and even amongst the instructors. A true master is always a student. 
you should always be learning and it doesn't matter how long you've been trying to learn. You could be in this for 20 years. There's still something for you to learn, right? That's, that's what you're seeing when you come to practice is everybody, whether it's Eric who's been doing this for almost 20 years or somebody new who's been doing it for six months, everybody is willing to learn from everybody else. And that's, that's just our approach. So when did you guys kind of go from a small group that mm. decided to meet up in San Diego to mm. interacting with clubs around the country? What was that growth period like for, for you in developing your, your, yeah. your club? It was, it was kind of organic in nature in that you can't help but notice through social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or, or Facebook, that there are other groups around. Mm -hmm. And we interacted with a lot of people, you know, two, three years ago, just everybody's learning who everybody is. It's an, it's a, it's a young community, this whole lightsaber group thing. And some people do it differently than others. And we were kind of just, I, I guess, in some ways, naturally attracted to other groups that were philosophically similar and maybe detracted, I don't know if that's the right word, but but repelled, magnetically pushed apart by groups that were very different from us philosophically. So mm. I mean not to not to, you know, put anybody else down, but you kind of gravitate towards the people that you're more similar with, right? Right. And so we've we've got guys in Hawaii work we work with and we've got guys on the East Coast that we work with and and all the way in between. And it's been really great in that we've kind of between us all We've started calling this thing that we're all co-developing, even though we all have slightly different teaching styles and different forms and different backgrounds. We started referring to it all as saber martial arts mm -hmm. because we're applying a martial arts aspect to lightsaber combat, which is just not a term you hear often enough <laughs> in real life. Right. Right. But that's what we're wrong. doing. And so we're, we're doing a lot more, especially this year. You'll see some announcements here soon about how we're trying to formalize that and put some more structure around it and drive this as, I don't want to say formal, but more of a formal organized martial arts experience where it is more than just, hey, you're going to practice and, and learning the forms. But you'll also notice when you go to practice, we do reviews of how did you fight? And we talk about where, what was the mind space you were in when this was happening? And we really talk about it in a martial sense where it's not just the physical, but it's the spiritual and the mental as well. Which is really, I think, crazy. having all three of those. Very is, crazy. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Well, those are the keystones, really, mm. of, a, mm. of, a, of a martial art. Mm -hmm. And, and for, for anybody listening, like, I do believe that this is a, it is a martial art. Mm. Like, it's, it's. And, if, and we talk about being a true mixed martial art because we're taking aspects of kendo and bushido and hema and fencing and all the different types of martial arts and swordplay genres and we're taking these real world things and blending them together so it is i don't know how to describe it other than a true mixed martial art right and what's interesting in that is that the the necessity for it to become a mixed martial art mm -hmm. comes from the source material mm -hmm. like you if you open up the jedi path or whatever mm -hmm. and you see those list of, mm -hmm. of saber forms mm -hmm. And what are they really? They are little nuggets of information to expand on this amazing mm -hmm. sci-fi world that has touched so many people. 
but it's literally just flavor text. That's all it is. And what I think is really cool is that all hmm. these groups hmm. have gone into that flavor text and have said, all right, how can we apply this to real world combat training? And just expand upon it and, right. and make it grow. Yep. Because I think it all started, it was either 2001 or 2003 in an article in Star Wars Insider that started expanding upon the initial forms of, mass, of, of lightsaber combat. Mm-hmm. And it's just gone from there. Like, here's what this might look like. And we've just taken that, you know, to the next, next, next level, right? To here's how here's how it plays out for us in the real world. And we also try to treat the lightsaber as if it were an in-canon, in-movie lightsaber. So you'll also see us do things like, hey, look, you rest the blade on your shoulder and we're going to call you out for it. Right. Because <laughs> there goes your arm, as if. So we, we also... You know, besides the martial arts aspect of it, also try and make sure we keep the Star Wars aspect of it in mind as well. And also just have fun with it. So you've probably seen this at practice. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having fun. They're they're out there not in this Cobra Kai karate kid mentality of, ah, I have to win or at all odds. Ah. They're out there having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how serious they are about it, no matter if they're new or, or old at the sport, they're out there having fun, and that's that's part of what keeps everybody coming back every week. There's a very good mix, I find, mm. just in the, the couple sessions that we've been involved in. Mm-hmm. When we're doing the training, when we're actually in it, when mm. people are sparring, when mm-hmm. people are going through the forums and going through the, the velocities and the mm-hmm. parries, mm-hmm. that... They are focused on that. They are focused on, you know, that martial aspect of it. They're here to train. Mm -hmm. But that formality of it Mm. uh, doesn't cross over too far Mm -hmm. into, you know. It's not wholly dominant. Right. I think the first thing uh, Eric said to me, Mm. we we walked in. And and he was asking me about, would you join a religion if it was based around Costco? No other words were spoken. Like, that was the first thing he said. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's those goofy little side mm-hmm. conversations you would have with just your buddies on the mm-hmm. side. And it's, that is the mentality when mm-hmm. you're just hanging out with these people. And then there's also that really devoted sense of practice and martial arts focus when you're actually doing. And I think that the combination of those two mm-hmm. things is what makes it so accessible to mm-hmm. everyone. I wanted to say this earlier, but it just it didn't fit the conversation. Sure. So that I found because you said you walked up to Eric, who is the battle master. I've never I've never been been into any club where I like felt that I could just approach the leadership mm-hmm. or just like on a whim mm-hmm. just to talk about anything. Like when I took Taekwondo, kind of a different situation because the the guy teaching that didn't actually speak english so you can really approach him mm. just having steve here like we hung out with steve the first night we were there the whole night i feel like if we went to any other kind of martial arts thing mm. that we wouldn't kind of get that one-on-one with the people running the show so so, so to speak right and i think it's really cool especially with our training with like katie's been teaching us she doesn't at least not yet has punished us when we've done something not correct or incorrect but his go go ahead rest your saber on the ground see what happens well, we our, our first night we rested our our hilt uh, sabers hilt first, but she gave us a pass uh-huh. uh, since yeah. we're not yeah, supposed yeah. to do that. You guys didn't know, but we're the, watching. She this hasn't caught me one. resting it on my shoulder yet. Ah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she doesn't punish us for doing it wrong. She'll come up and do like a one on one. Like here, this is this is let's let's figure this out. Right. An example: mm-hmm. we we're mm-hmm. doing the um, backwards parrying drill. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I just my brain cannot get wrapped around the mm. choreography of that. 
and she and May, I think yep. it was, they both stopped what they were doing to come help me figure out how I move my feet from in front of me to behind me. Yep. Still boggles me that that's a thing people can do. <laughs> it, it, that, that's a practice thing. You just That's why we do this week after week is you practice it and you practice it until it's just yeah. you don't have to think about it. Yeah, I, I don't have the threat of being hit with a kendo stick uh, when <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Not yet. Yeah, yet. <laughs> yeah. If that would help, let me know. <laughs> Yeah, that set me on the way of setting up my rival school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 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 a general sense, you know, it's hmm. it's it's just been a real fun time. Good. So when when it comes to the actual sabers themselves, yes, you really tend to focus on a single blade combat style, mm-hmm. at least at first. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. why? You know, I. As someone who, you know, when I go and play the video games, the I'm answer always, is easy. By the way, I, I know it is. It's, go on. it's for the it's for the the, the listeners' benefit. Yes, by all means, bless their hearts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm the guy who, when I go and play Kotor, I always mm. have the the two swords. Sure. you know, the two lightsaber blades uh-huh. going on. What what is the philosophy behind starting off on on a single single bladed sort of experience and not jumping right into the more exotic forms. And we do call it exotics in fact. In order to become proficient with the exotics you must master the single blade. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's really kind of as simple as that is you've got to master the fundamentals before you move to a more advanced type of combat and whether it's double blades or a double bladed weapon or even some, even a single blade with a cross guard would be considered in, in some cases, an exotic. Because it's a, it ends up forcing you to fight in a much different style. So we really want people, master the fundamentals before you move on to the more advanced stuff. And you'll see this across a lot of different lightsaber schools, is you will always have a standard fundamental form or saber, and they may then have an exotics division if you're at a tournament, for example, because those are more advanced and they're different. And maybe it's a different set of rules or a different type of play that needs to be considered versus the standard tournament rule sets. So double, whether you're, you're double blades or a double bladed single weapon or a cross guard or God forbid, a light club or a light whip. <laughs> those exotics are, to be honest, something we are talking about kind of across school as to when we do more larger national or regional tournaments, what do we want to do for these more exotic divisions? But it's going to be a much smaller group. So you can easily have any of our ours or the, the other groups we participate with 20 plus people in a tournament. And that'll take you several hours just to run through a single elimination bracket, much less if you do pools and then double elimination and, and full of them. Like it could be an all day thing just doing that with single blades. So if you add an exotics piece to it, it's even more time to consider in your, your day and your schedule and whatnot. So the answer to your question is you have to master the basics before you move on. Which it makes a lot of sense yes. when you apply. Sorry about that. Some yes. logic to it. No, I. I, I <laughs> these are questions I had before I showed these, up, and I know other people. And are now you're ask. already seeing it in practice, yeah. and you're like, "Ooh, now I understand." <laughs> so, uh, walk me through kind of what it's like to, because you you are a master in the in, I am in not. The group. I you're am. Not? I am a knight aspirant. You're a knight aspirant. Yes. Okay. I thought you were part of the the master's group. I So I have been, through several of the other groups that we are involved with, I have been granted an honorary rank of Black Belt, uh, kind of unrelated to the Jedi. But officially, I am a Knight Aspirant working on my trials to become a Knight. 
Okay, that's awesome. Yes, I didn't know. That. I am deaf. I will not call myself master. And and this is one of the things about Eric is Eric holds the title of battlemaster. And there are some schools, and we can get into a long discussion about that, where somebody goes, oh, I know a little bit of martial arts. I'm going to call myself master so-and-so. In the martial arts world, you don't call yourself a master without being promoted, without somebody else giving you that title. You don't right. simply take it and assume it. Eric has earned his title as Battlemaster. So mm -hmm. Battlemaster is above the rank of Jedi Master. And it's kind of above and to the side where it is a person of Master rank who has truly mastered all seven forms of lightsaber combat. A typical Jedi Master in lore is a master of at least one, maybe two or three forms. A battle master is truly a master of all seven. So Eric, through his almost 20 years of coming up doing lightsaber combat, has gone through and been a Padawan and been promoted to Knight and promoted to Master and now promoted to Battle Master. So that's something we're very philosophically attached to, which is nobody assumes a title that they have not been recognized as by others. Right, absolutely. And so. my mistake for... No, 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 not, that's fine, that's fine. For not... I, I, oh, I, good. I made an assumption, which... Uh, I, I just make stuff happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But officially within the group, I am a knight aspirant. And I've been going through kind of being a person of older persuasion here, not yet retirement age. It's like every year there's some new malady going, ah, crap, <laughs> I can't do things for the next six months. I'm ready to take my trials and Eric and I just need to sit down and kind of figure them out. Uh, and, and real quick on, on mm. that subject of, mm. you know, taking the titles very seriously. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's something that speaking from personal mm. other outside martial arts experience, mm -hmm. it's important to have that mentality involved mm. because you can go through a martial arts school and if you're if you're just you know for instance you know i took karate i did mm -hmm. uh washington ryu and mm. they they were very much in the in the the mindset of earn your belt yes you know we give you the rank mm. when you have earned when you have reached that skill when level. you've earned it yeah and what i what i do see uh around a lot of different schools even schools that i interacted with back then mm -hmm. There are people who are in the business mm. just to profit off of, he, he, here's a belt. You, yep. you paid me enough. Here's a belt. Yep. Yep. And that you, doesn't. You've done six months of training and you paid your $500. Here you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that, that doesn't help us. That, that seems like a disservice to the students. Right. Yeah. Right. It doesn't yep. help us as, as the, the learners, as the students, mm. because if we go into one of those tournaments and we face down someone who has actually earn that earned rank. that rank we're gonna get our yeah. our our galactic behinds mm -hmm. so the fact that that is an important tenant of the school is a really positive thing yes we kind of joke about some other schools and we we try very hard not to be like this but there are other schools that we call mcjojos you know, in the McDonald's vein of things of right. know, lather, rinse, repeat. It's like, that's not what we want to do. We want to actually allow students individually to progress and learn. And every student's path is, is different from any, every other person's path. So even to the point where if somebody goes into our Padawan program, which you don't have to, you can just come out and bang sticks together every week and have a good time. But if you want to progress and you want to go into the Padawan program, as you become a knight aspirant, which means you're progressing towards almost being ready to take your trials to become a knight. Every person's trials, Eric designs differently. Mm -hmm. So it's based upon demonstrating that you've overcome the things that are 
important or a, or a big milestone for you personally. So we don't even talk about, for example, and we don't share the stories of everybody else's trials. They're very personal. And what this person went through will be different from this person, be different from that person. So my I, I know what my trials are going to be, but they're gonna, they're a lot different than somebody who's a lot more into the combat, who's a lot more into this or this form. So, pe so people may have different forms. So their trials will naturally be different based upon that too. Mm -hmm. um, or they're going, you know, what they've, what their personal journey, again, a kind of that holistic martial approach of this is about spirituality and, and the attitudinal approaches. Have you overcome something? Has this allowed you to go overcome something major in your personal life that's allowed you to progress? And how do we put you a to a trial for that? And that too, also kind of not only comes from the martial arts aspect, mm -hmm. but also the Star Wars aspect too. Absolutely. You know, that that's how a lot of the trials would be for people in the in the lore. Yep. You know, I, I I've said many times on the podcast I was part of a, a role playing guild on mm -hmm. Star Wars and I had firm grasp of the lore aspect of things and in our guild we had a program where you could just go through the basic night mm -hmm. trials, like the preset ones mm -hmm. and any student that I ever had, I always I was like, No, I'm I'm tailoring this to you mm -hmm. and how you play. Yep, it's just better that way for it everybody. It very much is. Mm -hmm. So, what 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 is it like then? I you you are at least involved in in the leadership and making mm -hmm. things happen. I is. What is it like watching Eric as the battle master and and your, your the leadership group developing new and different programs for the guild? Oh, it's so phenomenal. <laughs> so you sound very excited about that. It's you know, and, and every year it progresses, and that's kind of the interesting thing is is we continue to evolve and grow the curriculum, as it were. And, mm -hmm. and so really, Eric is the battle master, is the head instructor of the school, owns the curriculum. And, and that's the way it would be in any school. The head instructor owns the curriculum. He sure. develops the thing and the stuff. So like last year, we started doing this thing where every couple of months, we're going to do a, a mini tournament in school so that people get that experience playing in turn, a tournament setting and we just do it in school so it's small and we'll do it one night of practice like every couple months. And so we're continuing that this year and we're developing a you know, more more of a judging program. So people who may not be as good or as invested anymore in the fighting, they may be really good at judging at the perception of what's going on in a fight. And so developing the curriculum over time from just we're going to run you through the forms to now we're going to help further develop the curriculum so that people can train for tournaments and develop judges so that not only we have a pool of judges that we can pull from when we run our tournaments, but they can also be lent or used at other tournaments with other schools. Mm -hmm. So it's there's also this community building aspect at the same time of how can we help contribute to the overall community uh, through what we're doing in the school. Very nice. John, did you have anything to... Yeah, the only only comments I had were non-serious ones about the other San Diego Sabres, the... The, the hockey Ross. team. Hockey team, yeah. Oh, those yeah. guys, the, do, the dot-com group, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're the .net group. They're the .com group. Bless oh, okay. So again, the, bless their hearts. That was that was it. That was it. <laughs> yes, yes. I think there's there might be a basketball school or something too. I, I just I always thought it was funny when I was looking it yeah. up and I think I'd get the wrong one. I'm like, no, no. It, it took me it took me more than three Google searches to yeah, figure it out. It's <laughs> tough. Yeah, it depends on what you've got in your Google search history. You guys need to start working with them some more, and then well, and steal their they're not quite domain. the same demographic. <laughs> um, although we've made it quite a thing on our own podcast about it's .net, not .com, not .org, not .gov. So, if someone hmm. hears this 
and I says, hope they do. Yeah, if someone. Hello there. Hey, thanks, Tim. <laughs> Hi, Tim, Taylor, and Mike. That's, hey guys, how that's you doing? about <laughs> all the people we know for sure. Listen, fantastic. Uh, We're glad to have you here, gentlemen. If someone hears this and decides I want to get involved with my local saber group, Bring wherever it. they may be. Yep. They've, they've come. They've mm. checked it out. Mm. They decided they want to in, invest in in the necessary materials to participate in the sport. Sure. What are your recommended sort of minimum minimum requirements? requirements? Uh, one, buy a lightsaber. I know that's crazy. It's so out of this world. But start there. there wait, this sport involves uh, you, lightsabers. You need a lightsaber. Just just <laughs> go with me on this, okay? So, so like me. my master replicas force effects lightsaber? Uh, not so much. <laughs> I mean, you could. It'll last once. Just letting you know. Uh, you really want a, a valid combat grade lightsaber. So Ultra Saber, Saber Forge, Vader's Vault, Kyber. Light. There's there's more and more places popping up all the time, but you want something that's going to be quote unquote combat grade. Right. Force effects, while very pretty, it's prop grade. Mm -hmm. It will yeah. not stand up. I guarantee you. Do not bring it out. That said, you there are ways to convert a master effects to a combat grade, if you so desire. But you probably don't want to. Just go buy a combat grade lightsaber. Right. You can get them for under hundred bucks. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's relatively cost effective i think when i it i is. went and built mine mm. i threw in a couple extra stuff mm -hmm. you know i wanted a very specific looking blade and sure. all that and i think mine ran up with the cost of shipping and everything it was about 180 my first one was 532 okay there you go <laughs> you can spend all the money you like on these yeah. and and if you go get you know some really highly customized ones that are acid etched and blah like you can spend two thousand dollars if you right. really but those are those are mantelpiece quality you don't want to you don't want to fight with those right. to be fair you know 100 200 bucks piece of cake yeah you can you can get i think you got yours on a special yeah my bike for... was 70 bucks yep, yep, yeah 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 if you're at a convention, and I know, uh, I know, Ultra Sabers they do grab bag sabers yep. where you don't get to pick your thing, mm. but it they'll can send come you a random whatever is in inventory this week. Yeah, and I've gotten some great deals on those. It's like, oh wow, I got this one. This is great. Yeah, and so it's uh, in terms of the actual lightsaber itself, mm -hmm. it is not necessarily a huge investment. You know, it's a it's about the same investment you would put into getting the gear for any other sport. When it comes to the protective gear, yes, uh, what are what are the minimum requirements for for protective gear? I know it might vary school to school. It does. But... It does. In general, like we we've we our minimum standard, which is generally minimum everywhere at least, is you've got to have some sort of head protection, and generally that's regarded as a fencing mask. Mm -hmm. Which also comes with with some rudimentary neck protection as well. And you can get those on Amazon or even at local fencing places for about 60 bucks. Again, they're pretty affordable. Protect your head, protect your eyes, protect your face, protect your neck. It's a full combat sport. You will get right. hit there. Trust yeah. me, it's it's not on purpose. You'll dodge one way, they'll zig the other way, and suddenly, oh, hello, that hurts. Right. Ow, I'm glad I was wearing that. The, the $60 <laughs> um, mask is going to be more affordable than the $200 you know, ER hospital visit. bill. Yeah. I, yeah, in some cases you can start with something like a paintball mask, but honestly, get the sixty bucks by the fencing mask. The the paintball mask might be okay for practice, but if you do go into tournament settings, a lot of times it won't be allowed. It's just not structurally secure enough in a tournament setting. Mm -hmm. So it kind of raised the bar a little bit in tournament settings, right? The other thing that you've got to have at all times is some sort of hand protection. Your hands on the hilt, one or both of them. 
it's going to get hit again accidentally but full contact sport they're going for your saber they're going for heel you're going to get hit i mean i started out honestly with some work gloves from home depot now a lot of times people go that's not enough whatever for practice that's probably fine but lacrosse gloves are commonly referred to as a great standard that again you can get for 30 50 60 bucks whatever your style is something mm -hmm. to protect your hands your knuckles whatever you may still feel it but i'd rather feel it a little bit than feel it a lot right to be fair i've stated many times when we came to the group i am a uh, a survivor of unprotected backyard kendo yes and uh <laughs> well done there yeah i didn't have you know i mean there was the no headshots call mm. of course because nobody wanted a concussion but i remember i went up to to block a block a strike once and um they nailed me i mm. went a little too mm. far they nailed me right on my thumb yep couldn't feel it for you know a month and then mm. for six months i just had this like black something on my nail that mm. just slowly shrank over time mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. protection it's key my friends and you know we've had people break a thumb before mm -hmm. and they were still wearing protection it was just an amazing shot and right. they sat there going i didn't feel it at the time but afterwards went ow and went oh i've got a fracture and not being upset about it, just going wow that was an amazing shot <laughs> you made on me shot. that was fantastic <laughs> i broke my thumb um <laughs> from a minimum perspective that's that's what you're looking at is get your saber and get head and hand protection and then beyond that recommended gear ends up being like shin protection definitely recommend wearing a, an athletic cup gentlemen breastplates sometimes arm pads i mean you can you can go into almost full armor if you want right and that's you know for our group that's kind of the optional stuff. And over time, people who are serious and stay in it, you know, for a year, two years, three years over time, end up buying a little bit more, buying a little bit more because it, it helps. But we also try and be conscious of people have budgets and jobs and families and things that may not be able to go out and spend 600 bucks on gear. So we, we try and take that approach of here's the minimum, but here's this other recommended stuff. And over time, if you want to invest in that, that's many people do if they continue on. Yeah, I've seen a couple chess pieces mm -hmm. and... Uh... Some arm guards. Yep. I mean, every little bit helps because you, again, full contact. Every piece of your body is a mark of contact. It's valid <laughs> for, right. for us. Some schools try and limit that, but we go back into lore going, you know, if you're walking down the back alley of Coruscant on level 1313, nobody's going to sit here and go, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't hit you there. Full combat. Yeah. Yeah. If so. somebody is shooting slash slashing at you, mm. they're shooting slash slashing at you to kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to not to be like, oh, I scored a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I win. I get to go about my crime. I guess. <laughs> ah, crime. Indeed. It's it's a again trying to make it accessible for as many people as possible. Now, if there's, I, I know we have listeners who are not necessarily in the San Diego area. So is that is that Tim? <laughs> now, Tim's the guy we dragged to to practice last week. But uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, Sorry, LA listeners. <laughs> Love you too. You don't. You don't need to apologize for that. Oh, not fair. For people who might be out of state hmm. or like, what should they be looking for when they are looking for a group to join up? And if there isn't one, what are their options for maybe starting their own? Ooh, okay, that's a whole different. Yeah, two, two very different <laughs> questions. A whole epic. I know. So look around. Use the internet. There, there are more and more schools popping up all the time. There are Saber Legion schools, there are independent schools, there are lots of 
Lots of different schools. So, and, and if nothing else, get in touch with us. We may know somebody. And if we don't know somebody, we may know somebody who knows somebody. Because the community is small, but the community is ever-growing. And we're always learning and hearing and talking. And, you know, so, so me and my buddy from Delaware, we're talking about trying to, to make a trip to go check out the group in Columbus. You know, there's a couple groups in Houston that I want to check out. We've got, we're doing a tournament in Palm Springs next month. And there's guys in Phoenix we work with and Vegas and just all over the place. So if nothing else, find somebody and ask. We'll figure it out for you or we know somebody or whatnot. So it can't hurt. Starting your own school is a whole different matter. This is where we go and go back to we believe an instructor needs to have a background. And, and we're not saying this kind of from an egocentric point of view, but even from a martial arts point of view. Like if you if somebody wanted to start a karate school, they should probably have a background in karate. Yeah, that makes sense. I know, weird, isn't it? But we think the same thing about lightsabers, is have some sort of martial arts background to give yourself a resume. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wrote a blog post on our site a couple months ago that talked about try out a couple schools and find the school whose style fits for you. Ask about what the head instructor's background is. Because I have seen schools where it's just been so-and-so started this up because they've taken a couple of classes. Well, bless your heart, but I don't think that really qualifies you as a head instructor to teach a dozen other people. Right. I appreciate the passion, but there's more to this than just, you know, assuming the title, quote unquote. So look into the background, look into the school. What have they done? What have the people done? And go try it out. You know, go once or twice and see how the vibe feels. How does it, what's it feel like? How are the people? And if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, try a different school. And this is what I would say with TKD school or karate or anything is shop around. Right. right? This is a very personal experience for you. So find the thing that fits for you. We've had people that show up for a couple of times and just go, "Mm, not really your thing. And you know what? That's fantastic. You know what? I'm glad you tried it at least because that's, it, it's a it's a huge important step to have the courage to go try it. And if it does work for you, fantastic. If it doesn't, that's okay. You know what? I appreciate that you tried. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, that kind of coming to a overall closing point, hmm. at least in terms of, of your school, hmm. I've been a couple times now. I plan to continue going. Yay. Thank you. Um, and... This is something that I would recommend for anybody who has that sort of, for, for me personally, you know, I need something else along with my sort of like physical activity. <laughs> you know, I'm not a guy who can get on a treadmill. I'm not a guy who can, yeah. you know, go run a mile and be satisfied, you know, to mm. keep me away from the gym. <laughs> but when there's something else behind it, when there's there's heart behind it, when mm. there is a certain amount of dedication and mm. a good group of individuals and a good supporting network behind you. And nerds. And nerds, yeah. Especially, <laughs> well, especially for nerds. You yes, know? absolutely. Like nerds. You, you need to find your tribe, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and we're not exactly known for being the most athletic group of people. So I think. Much <laughs> less social. Yeah. So I think for someone who, who really struggles with, you know, any aspect of, mm-hmm. of, of the physical or the mm-hmm. social aspect, this is this is definitely a, a, a sport to look into. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll help you with your, your physical, it'll help you with your, your, your mental yep. state, you know. I, and, and, and these are not just the proverbial jocks coming out to play. Right. Like, we have a lot of nerds coming out to play. I, we've got anybody from... A guy who works at Fry's to a video game designer. The entire spectrum is here. And uh, people in healthcare and, and people in finance and 
you name it, all sorts of different backgrounds. But we're, we're all drawn together for our love of Star Wars, our love of lightsabers. For many people, this becomes their next family. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've said that when, we, when we've talked to them about it without hesitation, which is phenomenal. I don't know what's wrong with them. We spend so much time, and because in the full training program, there's an aspect of you have to break yourself down in order to build yourself up. And through that, you've, you can find some really deep connections with the other people in the group that they literally do become your next family. Like, we've got, we've got some people that, I think it's Thursday night, they have game night. They go play D&D, or they go play Magic the Gathering, or Friday nights is bad movie night. <laughs> like, anything less than a 50% score on IMDb, right? So, the nerd aspect continues beyond beyond right. the school as well. And, and people do find things to do and hang out and, and participate in. And, and also we're in San Diego, so there might be beer drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Allegedly. Yeah. And that, that, that is something that, you know, when we were mm. talking with individual people, you know, completely unprompted, mm. you know, they would tell us that exact thing, you know, like, yeah, this is a second family, you know, we're, we're all... Good, I've paid them well. <laughs> Excellent. But it's David. true. They've been paid off by Big Saber. Mm, yes. <laughs> or Big Beer. I don't know. Um, yes. So, John, any uh, final wrap-up last-minute things? Uh, no, I think the only thing we haven't really touched on is uh, how much do are your club fees for San Diego uh, Oh, very important question. So, yeah. for us, um, it's a number approaching and is exactly zero, mm-hmm. actually. Hmm. So seems affordable. It, I mean, <laughs> again, we try, and this will vary by clubs. So some groups, to be fair, meet in more of a commercial environment, so they may have rent to pay. So they may be like, hey, you know, we need to charge you ten bucks a session or something just to cover their own costs. We meet in public places at parks and stuff, so we have zero costs. And our philosophy, as you know, the High Council, <laughs> we want to always keep it free. It's, you know, you got to buy a saver, you got to buy your stuff anyway. We want to do this. We love doing this. This is our way as the leadership, if you will, to contribute back to the community is by training people and keeping this free. We give of our time. I, through my own company, help kind of support and do some of the things where I buy stickers and we'll facilitate uh, this event or that event or, you know, spend a couple bucks here and there to make things happen. But we want to do this so that everybody has a good time and we continue the effort and it's fun and as you know as long as we can keep this free for everybody that's what we're gonna do yeah cool. that's that's a that's a also a big 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 point in hmm. your guys is uh in in i almost said in your favor but that doesn't really make sense but it does kind of relative to you know if you were comparing other schools eh, i'm sure that's in our plus column i suppose yeah. and then and like you said you know it's, it's some people have rent to pay absolutely they... and we get it yeah i mean we i mean it, we kind of joke about it but we've changed locations occasionally and people go ah oh, this could cost me more in gas you know jokingly but okay yeah you know the reality is everybody's got to fit within their budget yeah. so you know, we, we love doing this as much as people love learning. So, you know, we're 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 trying to put as much on the table as the students are. Yeah, absolutely. And that I think that really comes through, hmm. um, you know, the the certainly the there there doesn't seem to be a uh, a clear social 
wall mm. between the leadership and the students. Not at all. Nope. Um, you know, there's of course, you know, so, uh, in terms of training and skill, that's another story. But mm-hmm. but there's definitely no, you know, like John was saying earlier, mm. there's no sort of barrier to coming up to anybody in the group and just starting a conversation. They love talking about it. They'll you know asking them about anything. They'll tell you about it. They'll fight you, and you can just walk up to somebody literally and be like, "Fight me." They'll be like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or as one of our guys says, you know, walk up to you and be like. Wacka wacka. <laughs> mm, oh, wacka, I haven't wacka. met wacka wacka guy. Yet. No, he he's been on injured reserve lately, so he hasn't been out lately. But uh, you'll you'll meet him. Awesome. He'll be I'm, out soon. I'm looking forward to wacka wacka. <laughs> yeah, he's really good, by the way. All right. Uh, he has a background in wushu. Ooh. Mm. Wow. So when you watch him, you you think he's either drunk or stoned, <laughs> and then you see him attack, and you're like, oh, 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 oh my, wow. <laughs> Yeah, definitely wacka. It, it's it's like watching drunken boxing, but you know, that yeah, sounds fun. It, it it's amazing to watch him. Awesome, and that that's another treat that you know, uh, being able to observe. You know, we 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 have yet to come to, you know, you you have two nights a week practice mm-hmm. usually. We have yet to come to the uh, the more uh, studious side. We've been ah, yes. to the sparring practice. Yes. So tonight will be our first sort of like. Yep. Saturday night is a little bit more classroomy, right? Ish. So it's uh, also smaller. So yeah, um, there will be times when it is sit down and kind of discussion topic, and Eric will walk people through philosophies and mentalities, and and get people to talk about you know when you're fighting, how do you feel about this or that or the other, and and it becomes a lot more of a discussion, like I said, kind of classroom setting while we're sitting in the right. park. But but then there's there's also form practices and whatnot. And I think that that's been a, a, a real great thing to watch mm. as prospective mm. people who want to enter into combat is actually seeing how combat works. Mm-hmm. You know, just watching different people duel and mm-hmm. you can pick up on the different styles. In fact, I was showing my family today uh, one of the videos you guys mm. have up online and I was just like, yeah, see, you know, the different things. And um, family's like, I all looks the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His family has long since just abandoned any hope of yeah. anything. I'm, so they've just they, accepted it. Yeah. They're just like, hey, as long as you can help me uh, fix the TV when it's broken. Uh, yes. like, <laughs> oh, Ian, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Good, good for you, nerd. Good kid. Well, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. Bless your yeah, heart. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So where can the good listeners find you specifically and mm. also San Diego Sabres? Well, you can find all of us at sandiegosabers.net. We're also on Facebook at San Diego Sabres, on Twitter, SD Sabres Podcast. We're on Instagram at and YouTube. <laughs> I, you can search YouTube for San Diego Sabres. We got a couple things up there. We're, we're trying to get more up there this, this year. We're working on some training videos to get up there, which... Again, that could be a whole separate episode as well, but training videos are great to augment what you're doing in person, not to replace it. What you'll see us start putting up will be good reminder material for what you learn in class. So you can go home and go, oh yeah, that's what that should look like, instead of going home going, how did that go? We, we actually... And then getting it wrong and coming back next week going, oops. <laughs> we, we had that experience the other week, actually. <laughs> But we, we were trying to remember what we'd gone through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's, and it's hard when you first start yeah. out. There's a there's a lot to go. I swing which way and what direction and where's my foot go? And it's a lot. Yeah. And I, I ended up uh, on Wednesday just mm. going in and writing out diagonal slash right over left. Mm-hmm. You know, this one. And then I went up to, to, to Katie, who was mm-hmm. running the class, and be like, 
is this right? And she was like, mostly. You know, uh, except for this one. <laughs> and that's why we're doing the videos is literally right. so in class, focus on class, go home. Here's a video. And, and we've even gone as far to look at how other people do their videos and gone, what do we like and not like? Mm -hmm. And how do we incorporate that into what we're doing so that it can be the most productive video possible for students going home and again, learning. So I, forms are interesting in that forms won't teach you how to fight. Forms teach you the muscle memory for when you do fight. Excellent. So everybody can find uh, San Diego Sabres at those particular dot net, uh, not dot com. Dot, dot net, not dot com. Not dot really XXX, not dot org, <laughs> not dot com, not dot beer. So. Or Star Wars ruined my dot beer. I have that domain as well. That's, that's <laughs> actually. The, that, oh, we need to start doing something like that. We, we I, also have, I also have the dot life as well. So Star Wars ruined my dot life <laughs> for all those sequel haters. We, we will help you uh, build these sites, especially the Indeed. dot beer one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, what I should do is take dot life and redirect it to Ryan Johnson's Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad man. Uh, I apologize. Well, I think that's going to end up closing out this episode of Hoth Topics. Gentlemen, uh, any last minute things before we close up? I'm getting awkward um, stares and silence. Obi-Wan Kenobi was really good at drinking. It's true. That's History. why he's my hero. Hashtag confirmed. <laughs> are, are those the same URLs and contact information for SD Sabres podcast? Yes. Okay. yes. It's all, we keep it all together. So. Also, Steve has a podcast too. We, I don't we think do. I mentioned it's, that. We have a It's not just me, to be fair. It's it's me, Eric, and Robert uh, as the three founders. We call ourselves the High Council, but we, we do a podcast every week. So, um, But how can you be on the council and not be a master? It's not fair. Uh, a special dispensation, <laughs> actually. Yes, he was um, appointed by the, the I, chancellor. I founded the bloody group. I get to be on the podcast. Hi, <laughs> council. Yes. Well, so uh, be sure to go ahead and check out Steve and San Diego Sabers uh, on all of his medias of the social. If you'd like to get a hold of us here at Hoth Topics, you can always find us at HothTopicsPodcast.com. If you want to get a hold of us personally, you can go ahead and pop onto our Twitter at HothPod, or you can send us an email at HothPod at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. Yes. I've been Ian. I'm here, too. That was John. Steve joined us as well today. Hello there. Of San Diego Savers. Thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> As <Or> one does. <laughs>